Welcome back, ladies and gents. It's Cam here, and once again, I got Sean Elred from Cheap Seat Reviews. <laughs> hey, it's good to be back. We so did not record multiple episodes back to back. <laughs> no, we would never do that. We, we would never. That, that is irrefusable. You cannot. No, no, it's perfectly perfectly acceptable in today's modern podcasting world. <laughs> it's so unheard of. So, so. We, we figured just of all the topics we wanted to do is like we, we had had a few delays and schedule conflicts. And then I was like, yeah, man, we're so overdue to collaborate. I was like, well, we one way or another, we are talking Mission Impossible. <laughs> Absolutely. But well, in particular, let's talk about the stunts. Let's talk about what is about the suspense, the intrigue, the the cool spies that revolutionized it as a small screen and a big screen counterpart and just yeah it's so funny how much like the fugitive and the equalizer mission impossible is very much ingrained in many people's minds because uh because it's just it's whether it's the catchy theme or just the whole you know just whenever even if you're at work and you get a briefcase or a certain like a present from someone you, no one can help but say this package will detonate in like five minutes <laughs> five seconds <laughs> it's just it's it's a weird kind of pop culture it's it, it's a counterpart to so many other adventure series and what are you know it for tom cruise doing crazy dangerous stunts or peter graves's narration you know it's just it, you it's an interesting uh, long-running spy series, both as a movie and as a show. It's, it's interesting how what is unleashed upon the genre. Well, what's real, real interesting about this series is that they, um, the the movies kind of changed, right? Over, over. So, so the they first didn't know movie, what they wanted, and then at the same time, right. kind of like James Bond it went for an identity crisis. That's kind of what makes it interesting at the same time. And at the same time, that's why everyone varies on each one. <laughs> well, so yeah. So the first one, Brian De Palma directed, and it was, you know, they were trying to be as close to the TV show as possible, right? We're going to have some interesting very tech. Suspenseful. And be, yeah. yeah, very suspenseful. And we're going to use characters, you know, from the show that people will recognize. And yeah, Jim Phelps is going to yeah, be evil. That's the main twist. <laughs> right, yeah, that he turns out to be the bad guy. And so that was that was really interesting. So then so then you get to the second movie, you know, uh um James uh John Woo directed the, the second one, and it was not as loved as as many and and a lot of people thought that that was going to kind of be the end of the franchise. And then JJ Abrams, fresh off of Alias and Lost, comes out and just knocks it out of the park with the third one. And I think the third one is where we kind of get a little bit of the, the movie kind of gets more of the action and a little bit less of just the suspense thriller. Yeah, basically he took every other scene in true lies. It's like, I'm married and I'm living a life as a spy and, or no, I got a fiance. And I'm living a life as a spy and there's going to be a giant bridge sequence and he hired Vic Armstrong from the Indiana Jones movies to do basically all the action direction <laughs> stunt coordination. And it is kind of wild. What kind of a cast they went with, like went with Carrie Russell and again, uh, yeah, Brett, 
uh, Bridget Moynihan. And originally they were going to go with uh, Carrie Anna Moss and ScarJo, believe it or not. And that didn't stop them because they later went on to big other giant, you know, post-Matrix franchises. But it's so wild how they trained for that movie and then they got fired from that movie and then they replaced them with all these other guys. But uh, yeah, uh, and we got, we've had three more installments and we got two more on the way. That's going to be like a two-parter. And Christopher McQuarrie is basically taking over with Abrams producing and Kurtzman, Orsi, and, and McQuarrie himself uh, pinning various scripts. It's just interesting how it's basically become has become Tom Cruise's James Bond diehard franchise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even a bit of The Bourne, Dan Bradley worked on part four, believe it or not. Um, uh, and it's just wild how I can't think of any other era where there's been this many spy movie franchises, you know? <laughs> Because for a while it seemed like Bond was the only one, and then there was the Italian knockoffs, you know. So, or just again, Mission Impossible was on TV. That was the only, and MacGyver was there in the '80s, but in the A Team, but that's it. So, it's interesting how you can have this many spy and assassin movie series, in addition to John Wick and Equalizer, and even Olympus has fallen. And it's all, some of it's campy, and some of it's legit brutal. <laughs> Yeah, but those, I mean, but they're they're fun for what they're supposed to be, right? Like, I mean, those that Olympus Has Fallen trilogy is ridiculous, but it's a lot of fun, and I like them because they're dumb. I, I legit love them, but yeah, they are very over the top, and it's just a return to the Air Force One kind of 90s kind of movies, and uh, I think that's just it. The 80s and 90s never left all these movie studios' desks, and these ones are trying to be very... Uh, this is weird because it's like these are trying to be more sincere definitely not lowbrow and, and yet some of the times they get a little too cute for their own good and yet at the same time they are still pretty cool in that they again just have all these death defying peril situations and Tom Cruise doesn't always feel like he's playing Tom Cruise which is good you know yeah yeah exactly but I mean, all altogether, it is kind of wild how it didn't seem like it was going to go anywhere at first, even though it kept making returns and money. And I just don't understand why they had to retool it every time. You would have thought it, they would have been out the ground running, and then they just took a gamble on it, and part three paid off. And then uh, it's like every two to three years, he's going to come out with a new one. And uh, I definitely got to... Uh, who would you say is your favorite villain of the movies? I mean, obviously the show almost always has, uh, you know, dynamite setting or some suspense, but uh, uh, every other episode. Uh, but what would you say is your favorite action scene of the whole franchise? And who is your favorite villain? Because I really would, and I got to go with the motorcycle chase in Rogue Nation. And I really love that Irish kind of villain that they got in those last two movies uh rogue nation and um ghost protocol uh, was it go not not ghost protocol not ghost protocol um the, the it's 2018 uh fallout yeah fallout yeah yeah and it just i'd seen that actor in a bunch of other movies and shows and i just liked how he kind of gave me a sean miller in patriot games a tom clancy kind of villain phil you know mm. <laughs> and it's just, intimidation and just stone cold 
happy to kill millions of people and not even doing it for a political cause anymore, doing it for just various hidden syndicates who have hired him to basically do the devil's work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, how about you? What would, your, what would you, say, you say are your picks? <laughs> so I, I really, so for a long time, I would, I, would, I would have said that Mission Impossible 3 was my favorite. I really love the tone, the look, the feel of that movie. Especially the Tokyo sequence. He's like, I really don't want to get on. It's kind of mildly funny. He's like, I don't want to jump off that building. I'm going to have to. <laughs> yeah. And I know the bridge sequence is great. Um, I like how, you know, him, even just him escaping from, you know, the headquarters, the mission Impossible headquarters is a, is a pretty cool, cool little, little bit, but Philip Seymour Hoffman is probably my favorite of the villains. I just think he's a really good actor and I just like how, just cold and calculating he is the entire time i think that's really great and then yeah he he was a match made in heaven yeah. and even the fact where he's having to look like him and he just has that one line he's like you're so not me <laughs> i don't buy your makeup for you <laughs> before they knock him out Ugh, it's funny and then uh but my favorite just kind of action scene is has to be the bathroom fight scene in fallout with oh yeah and uh, Henry Cavill. And that was wild because, yeah, here we got freaking Superman and here he is kind of almost did he kind of remind you of kind of 006 and Goldeneye kind of? Well, I mean, obviously yes, with hindsight because he turns out to be the bad guy. Yeah, it's that whole just but... not part of your team anymore and then when he sees them sneaking up upon him in the helicopter, that's kind of fun too because he's like, he just he doesn't hesitate. He goes and gets out his giant like I don't know what it's called, just a giant machine gun. That's, yeah, it's a, yeah. He's just ready to go. He's like, come at me, buddy. <laughs> I knew you weren't going to stay back. I thought I injured your legs enough or whatever. <laughs> uh, again, the series does get over the top, uh, you know, and you just got to suspend belief with the helicopter in part one and the bomb diffusing and this last one where they're doing the mountain fight. But that that is also kind of the fun is the over the topness of this, you know. Ethan Hunt oh, yeah, practically absolutely. he's like an everyday Rambo, I guess if that makes sense. He doesn't have any military background. He's just very physically agile and used to danger. <laughs> right. Uh and like you say, it, it is quite, that restroom fight was just so suspenseful. I didn't expect it to even get that bloody in a PG thirteen. It's like the only time you you're allowed to have like blood on someone's shirt without the censors saying, Hey, that's too much. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, yeah. I mean, yeah. PG 13, you can get pretty. I mean, pretty like the born identity, they allowed people getting shot in the head, but it's so funny what they'll like cry over. And I'm like, that is hardly as graphic as say, I don't know, all these psycho thrillers where people are getting shanked. You know? <laughs> right. Or, shoot up I, I would never take anyone to that how did that even get an arc but yeah it, it's like these, these these are just fun adventures because yeah it, it you ne you can't say that you you might be able to predict who might some of the bad guys are but you can't say you predict some of those stunts or various other espionage uh bits of intrigue at uh, uh even part two i didn't expect them to make heavy use of a motorcycle <laughs> it was like jeez so that they went that way and some of the editing is just very outdated it's just as a result of john woo and paramount disagreeing on how to frame some of the fights but 
uh, part one, uh, going back to your earlier point, uh, it, it, they found a perfect guy to start it off with Brian De Palma. And I mean, there's many people who for the longest time were referencing the, the computer tech heist where he's having to actually rappel down, you know, on the string. Uh, n n nothing to catch his ball, you know, <laughs> just and him having to not not break a sweat for fear of setting off some of the sensitive security system. <laughs> yeah, no, those that that first one, yeah, I mean that, and that was, I mean that that first movie had gave us so many fun, you know, kind of uh, not memes, but basically memes with that, you know, him falling down and having to stay six inches off the floor or whatever and catch the beat of sweat. I mean, that gave us so many ripoffs and stuff. It was a fun scene though, but yeah, that, that first movie and, and the second one a little bit was more about the suspense. It, it did kind of feel like the third and on, it was more about the stunt. It even about feels like action. an episode at times with the way that, you know, the edges music score is going. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, of course yeah, the, Freaking Kid Rock version in that second one is just oh yeah, and don't get me started on the biscuit where you're just like, yep, this is the kind of fresh hell we were in at the time, guys. Sorry. Oh yeah, maybe it was Limp Biscuit, not Kid, Kid Rock. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, either whatever. way, either way, rock sauce. I get it. <laughs> it's bad. Oh man, uh, yeah, and it is a shame though because there's actually some a decent like Metallica song, but at the same time you're like, why is this in here? Other than that someone wanted some hard rock on the soundtrack <laughs> because you listen to the rest of the soundtrack it has nothing at all to do with mission impossible <laughs> yeah well yeah exactly uh all together um what would you like to see the character ethan hunt do uh, ultimately i want him to die in the last <laughs> that's the rumor and see we were joking about uh, jeremy renner in the borns series that's why i like him because we actually get to see what he can do as an actor and as an action star and uh, a recurring joke in avengers is you know obviously you know popular film franchise lots of hits some misses and uh we, we, we you know people will often joke that hawkeye doesn't really get to do much and uh my pals felt like he didn't get to do as much in mission impossible but yet i feel like he gets to do a little bit more in rogue nation like he's calling some of the shots and seeing what the team is doing but uh, that was the rumor for a while is that they were going to hand it off to him and i don't know i i feel like that's how it should end like if if ethan hunt dies that's the whole saga ends but i really wish they could bring maggie q back from part free it they she had such a great fight scene that also got deleted and i was like why the hell did you not include that in the scene it's only like five minutes and it's excellent <laughs> Oh, interesting. And I think they kind of imply, especially in the trailer for part four, Ghost Protocol, that she and Jonathan Rise Myers' characters had gotten killed. Mm -hmm. But I'll take that with a grain of salt since they also imply that Luther had died and he shows up at the end of part four. So, yeah, <laughs> maybe they're in witness protection. I don't know. <laughs> but if they work at like the NSA CIA equivalent, then they technically already don't exist. So, well, yeah. They, What's yeah. the story? <laughs> uh, well, one of the things that I, one of the moments, single moments that I love so much in 
uh, in the series was so that I really liked that when we introduce Ethan's girlfriend, then wife in, in the third movie, I've already, you, you just said her name and I forgot her, the character's name uh, or the actress name. Uh, uh, the actress name was Maggie Q, but she was the, no, no, not Maggie Q. The, um, Oh, Bridget Moynihan. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Sorry. Uh, so they introduce her. Then she's basically just teased in the fourth movie, right? They just, they, it, it's, it's kind of, yeah, a he's watching part. her from afar and she looks over his shoulder and he's like gone. Or he, right. Yeah, it's just a subplot that's there to kind of give Jeremy Renner some motivation, right? And then she's not at all in the fifth movie at all. She's not yeah. in um, Rogue Nation at all or whatever it's called. And then you get into Fallout and she's there. And it's completely out of nowhere. And the look that she gives when, when he walks in and they look, they have this moment of, oh, the stakes have just gone up. Because it's not just the fact that I have to save these people. I now have to save my ex-wife. And it's a woman that I still love. And when she sees Luther and the gang, you know, Simon Pegg or whatever, she, she then realizes she's in some stuff. Like, things are about to get bad. Like, that single moment is one of the coolest single moments in the entire franchise. Mm-hmm. Is this, this moment. And then when she shows up to Luther to help him deactivate the nuke, yeah. she's like... He's like, you need to go. And she's like, where am I going to go? And she's like, he says, go be with your husband. And That's like, what I liked. Because in the fifth one, there was one mishap where they're like, Luther, go take the guy down at the airport. It's like, Luther, not to be rude, but he's not going to catch him. <laughs> it's just, right. It's not happening. And he kind of shrugs it off and kind of jokes about it. But he's just like, yeah, no, it's, come on. You guys can do better than that. <laughs> I, I especially even applaud them in Rogue Nation when they're at the Indian factory and he's got to like hold his breath abnormally long. <laughs> yeah, that was a cool thing. Over the top, but it's just so much fun. It's just because of how it's framed and shot. And uh, again, it's just like the, even it does the impossible on like other movies. Like, I don't mean to be rude and good on you for anyone who likes them but when i watch something like fast and furious i just tune out because i just know that nothing on screen is really going to matter it's all going to be fine at the end of the day i just get bored <laughs> and i you know, with something like this it's kind of been fun seeing how there's even at times in the trailers where they're kind of almost i don't want to say dissing but kind of acknowledging a rivalry with other giant franchises <laughs> it was like see what we did there you know we got fancy logo that's kind of similar to this we got Again, so-and-so did their own stunts. You know, Daniel Craig's crying about doing his own stunts and James Bond, well, you know, Tom Cruise just did 500 different new stunts. And, um, uh, you know, Fast and Furious has cars. Oh, we got a dozen different kinds of cars. <laughs> Look at the one right. giant uh, Morocco chase. <laughs> just You can just tell that Simon Pegg's look on his face is absolutely real. <laughs> Without a doubt. He's like, what? oh and yeah the expendables is a team guess what we always got our giant team here (laughs) and i I do like rebecca hall's character i i do hope that they keep her oh rebecca ferguson ferguson yes my bad (laughs) yeah no she's hall big difference yeah different she's she's great i love her she's she's she can be in more things please yes (laughs) 
and that, that was actually a good way to set it up because there's just so many other times where it's like everyone works for the same agency i like how she's like a mi6 agent she's like well i guess we're working together because one way or the other whoever gets the credit we're we're taking down this person <laughs> and we can't afford to both our teams have been wiped down we're the last people left so yeah <laughs> we need to work together yeah but it's interesting that you know i i, I think there's there's either maybe in this new movie or whatever that it almost feels like there's some kind of romantic thing happening between them, but yeah, it's like, they want to go there. You don't know if they will go there. It's, it's an interesting tease, (laughs) but it's not even yet to the, will they or won't they? It's more kind of like, well, should we? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I do think that that somehow he'll have to make some kind of, crazy sacrifice or something yeah at this rate they can't not they got to (laughs) yeah which is fine let him let him let him go let him let him die saving the world or something like that Um, that'd that'd be you mentioned alias were you ever into spooks also known as mi5 or strike back or Mm -mm. the americans or 24 Mm, no I'll admit, I'm not a big TV guy. I, I watch a okay. lot of movies. I, I don't get a chance to watch a lot of film. Uh, I, I just like 24 because it was basically Hitchcock meets Die Hard, but it was all, it you know, with spy elements. And it was always like, each season was literally a two-hour movie, basically, you know, extended. And the, what it did well was you really felt the impact when a character was lost and seeing that split screen and then... Uh, Again, much like with Ethan Hunt, that's the only way the series is going to end is if the character dies. And you kind of even secretly want there to be a loss after a while because then you have that excuse for them to go on the rampage and get the much-needed revenge finally. (laughs) And it's just just interesting how these are all interconnected, you know? (laughs) And that uh, Mission Impossible... 24 and even James Bond started doing the whole now the spy doesn't have the resources this outing now they have to work off the grid (laughs) and so I'd be interested to see if any other spy movies do that down the road where it's like okay you set up their special sets of skills but now can they work off the grid without any assistance without any backup (laughs) they got to be the lone wolf this time Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and the last few of them are are more. There's a, there's, it's a, it's less on the gadgets and a little bit more on their skill set and their resiliency and things like that, which is good. Which is, I think, good. their stamina. Their yeah. is like we know they can do what they're claiming to do, but can they last as long as they're hoping to last, or are they just going to get a little overwhelmed? You know. And we don't know until we know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Well, um, you've summed up a bunch of the best ones. Uh, what kind of crazy stunt do you think they're going to do? Because he's been to space for once. They did it in a sci- uh, sci-fi action movie, not a <laughs> not not a horror movie. Um, he's been off the side of a plane. He's been. Again, he's done motorcycle stunts, he's done car stunts, he's done other sorts of things. Uh, I'm just trying to think of what they haven't done that they could do. Yeah, who knows? I mean, I he's think... He's been in every other country, just about, and actually filmed there. I know that, uh, I think in the trailer, it does show him 
either base jumping or jumping out of an airplane. Another one of those kind of things where he's he doing shooting kind of, people while he's <laughs> running down. No it, no, it was just one of those like it's like one of those suits that looks like a flying squirrel, and he's like kind of mm. gliding down kind of thing. I think it's one of those. Gotcha. Arrow okay. suits, whatever. I can't think what it's called. But, I'm with it. That's great. <laughs> I think he's doing something like that. There's there's other. Um. There'll be a bunch of other ridiculous stunts that he does. I mean, the, the I just hope it doesn't be like Kill Bill or Pirates of the Caribbean or even Matrix, where it you know it pauses at the most awkward moment. And you're like, "Fuck, I gotta wait you know, another year for this." I don't want to wait. <laughs> well, I know yeah, that they have to make you wait, but I just hope they don't do it in where just like the second half can't deliver. I do hope they film them back to back. You know. No, yeah, it'll they'll definitely leave us on a on a pretty gnarly cliffhanger. I would I would suspect. I hope I hope it's badass and it makes you say I want more, but it's in a good way as opposed to I'm frustrated and now I have too much to expect because they've raised the bar too high for its own good. You know, some movies and shows have done that, whereas like they write themselves into a corner literally. You know, yeah, and it's not it's not good because. You know, sometimes brilliant stuff happens by accident and you want to give them, you know, the benefit of the doubt because we can't do their job, but we know it can, if we know it can be done better, then it gets awkward. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully they pull it off and hopefully it's a good time. I'm sure it will be. I think it'll be, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Yeah. And I mean, it's also just a rare case of where, it's a premise-driven franchise. Because the rest of the time, it's often about the stars, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, I can't think of really any other franchise that we've talked about where it's like it's all really is based on just, you know, uh, the idea. Maybe The Purge, but that's a different kind of movie. It's like, I, I'm just trying to think of any other one where it's, it's people are going to show up just by the name alone maybe star wars but again you know yeah well that, yeah, that's, that's definitely uh, yeah <laughs> well thank you so much sean for being on here uh do you have any other stuff that you would like to promote oh just you know cheapseatreviews.libsyn.com is the website go there you can check out all 400 other episodes that we've done Okay, perfect. Uh, and you have anything that you'd like to tease a bit? No, well, I mean, you know, uh, we just did episode 400, which was a, oh, wow. um, it was a big trivia battle of the Cheap Seat Reviews All-Stars where we had, um, it was supposed to be 11, ended up being nine former guests come on to compete in a trivia game. You guys really do know your stuff. It is fun seeing who's going <laughs> to... Uh, get it you know <laughs> right so it was we had a good time it was a lot of fun so go check that one out episode 400 but otherwise we're uh we're reviewing films uh, each week we review a movie that's streaming and this the the, the most the uh, i don't know when this will air but the next movie that we're going to be reviewing is the the 80s total recall we're going to be reviewing uh Sweet. total recall yeah so it'll be a lot of fun uh well excellent and i hope uh, again, you know, it's just, yeah, you, you're getting, I think, a pretty big sizable audience on Twitter. So I hope it continues, you know. Yeah, thank you. It's, uh, yeah, uh, cheap. It's not easy. And to keep it going and everything. And 
you know, I'm in my third year and it just, it took me a while to get going where I was like, okay, whatever happens, this is where I'm going. This is my crew. This is who we answer to and how we schedule things. And I've been so blessed to have met all these other incredible people from around the world and have them give their two cents. And just the whole, again, collaboration alone is just so worth it. And so again, you be safe out there and uh, yeah, thank you again. Thank you for having me on. This was a blast. Thank you. Absolutely. And hopefully the new Mission Impossible doesn't deal with viruses. That's That would be too real. That's, I don't think it it's will. It's not fun anymore. <laughs> not on movies. Nope. Well, keep, keep kicking ass and be safe. <laughs> thank you. Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a jacked up.